You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. Questions are all around us. Learn. Why is liquid cold? Learn. What is maths? Learn. Why does this Ow. hurt? Learn. What is the enlightenment? I don't know. And now, thanks to the University of Auckland, it's time to ready, steady, learn. Certainly is. And this morning in the studio, we have got Dr. Rowan Light uh, from the History Department at the Faculty of Arts here at the University of Auckland. Uh, you've got a new book out, and we've also found some sort of interesting treasures from Auckland's own history in the uh, in the recent past. Uh, welcome to the studio, Rowan. How are you? Well, thank you, Rachel. That's good. Uh, it's lovely to have you in here. Tell us a wee bit, first of all, about your book. What is, uh, what's it called, first off the bat? Yeah, so it's called Why Memory Matters, uh, Remembered Histories and the Politics of Our Shared Past. And it's one of the Bridget William books short text series, so those little nice little thin books that you can find for 15 bucks or so. Fantastic Christmas and present, just uh, putting it out stocking. there. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and a last minute yeah, gift uh, and yeah so it's a book that uh, sort of asks a question that a lot of people have been asking which is really about why do we remember or focus on certain aspects of the mm. past and not others and so it's my sort of one of my answer among many other answers to that that question um, which I think is really important today and it seems like every other week we're seeing mm. examples of why this is a contentious question, yes. but also a really important one, whether it's uh, you know, David Seymour's kind of um, legislating of the principles of Waitangi, uh, uh, of the treaty, uh, the treaty pro- uh, the protest around Tititi, uh, the exhibition at Te Papa, for example, um, every other day. And so what my book offers is a series of case studies mm. uh, of local, local sort of um, quite small examples of communities having some really big debates about for example, the naming of, of Maunga, for example. You know, do we use the British name? Do we restore um, uh, mana whenua names? What does it mean for those that to name a place? Um, commemoration, why do we commemorate things like Anzac Day, Waitangi Day, uh, and why, you know, what's the kind of function of these days? Um, what's the role of history you yeah. know, as a discipline that's meant to seek a sort of an objective record of the past with evidence and mm. interpretation what's the role of historians in these debates um so the term that i kind of focus on is that idea of memory and i think it's a term that's we could add to our sort of kitty of our public debate about the past and remembering is kind of different to history um, in that remembering is, is really about recognizing how the past actually shapes our collective sense of ourselves and our belonging in our communities so, um, you know, events happen in the past and communities um, organise and respond to those through their own um, sense of who they are. Um, so it's to remember is to think about how the past impacts us personally. And that's why it can be really contentious because when we totally. interrogate those, that's sort of interrogating our sort of own, almost an existential sort of sense of who we are. Which, as you said, is, is something that we're seeing, um, particularly at the moment in the headline cycle, almost every day a new kind of uh, take on on that position of, of what it means for us as a country in these weird sort of new narratives and old narratives that we are mm-hmm. telling and retelling ourselves about what it means to be from New Zealand, Aotearoa, mm-hmm. whichever hat camp you kind of decide to choose to talk about that from. Mm-hmm. It's interesting when you talk about it in the context of history as a 
um, academic field and then when you talk about that in the context of like a news cycle I think a lot of people think of those two things as being separate conversations academia sometimes sitting in classrooms or in dusty old halls and not necessarily having that relationship to current headlines which have course is not true but what is it for you that's been interesting about doing research that kind of I guess draws that link a little bit more or looks at why we remember some things and Mm -hmm. not others yeah well there's a lot to um, unpack in the book and it is it's a short book but there is a lot and I appreciate that it can make for dense reading at times but I guess my in some ways that's the point I think it's it's important that we sort of slow down and I think we do need to sort of maybe remove ourselves from some of the kind of more reactive, um, often online kind of debates, conversations that we have and step back and think more carefully about the terms we use um, and the kind of, and think about the role of kind of more critical knowledge. Of course, as a historian, yeah, this is very much the things I think about and I talk with my students a lot. And so one of the terms that I use in the book is this idea of remembered history. Mm. And it's actually a term that Judith Binney um, coins and Judith Binney, for your listeners, if they don't know, was a very important New Zealand historian. She was actually Australian born, um, but she wrote some really important um, histories of Aotearoa relating to our colonial conflicts and the and the and sort of um, Māori histories in relation to um, pro- uh, really important rangatira and prophets like um, Te Koti mm. Arikirangi. And so, what Bini sort of came to with this idea of remembered history, um, another term that other historians use overseas is historical remembrance. And it's basically like there's this relationship between these two different ways of relating to the past. There's the historical, which is that that sort of critical practice of history, which we might yeah. associate with the academy, So, and which is really important. So it's it's asking questions that, that aren't maybe appropriate at times. It's, it's asking... It's giving academics the, um, the the skills and the space to do that. Yeah. But of course, academics aren't islands on their own. No. They're, they're part of, they're responding to the demands of totally. their society. And that's the remembered aspect. It's saying, well, you're, how we write our histories and construct them um, are actually just one part of a bigger um, plurality of stories. And as you were saying before, I, I thought it was interesting, you know, there is this idea that history has to be the subjective kind of narrative, which of course is not actually the case because history is written by people and people are not objective, you mm-hmm. know, by their nature. So it's a, a fascinating thing when you get to that historiography level and look at who and how those stories are being told, mm-hmm. uh, where that kind of um, remembering or or not comes into it. I, I want to ask about this fascinating plaque that has been discovered what what's the story of this tell us a wee bit Rowan about what's been happening around the university recently yeah well speaking of sort of events unfolding before our eyes one of those um, that was really appropriate to my this topic was the discovery of a plaque a commemorative plaque that had originally been attached to the Albert Barrack wall so uh, the, the, bar- the remnants or the leftovers of the Barrack walls are at the sort of heart of the University of Auckland campus here mm. in the city uh, the, the Albert Barracks was a big military base essentially built in the 1840s, um, completed in 1848, uh, which me- was meant to house the British regiments who were p- situated here as part of the colonial conflicts in Aotearoa that we know as the New Zealand Wars. So that was Auckland was the sort of heart of that. And so in 1915, to jump a little bit to, into the First World War, uh, the Auckland Civic Society, which was a organisation, uh, women's organisation actually set up by Ellen Melville, our, our first um, woman ca- councillor in Auckland, um, to promote basically women organising in society, um, decided to 
in order to commemorate what was seen as a celebration, really, of the shared mm -hmm. military service of Māori and Pākehā in that war, 1915, the war's still going, they put up this plaque on the wall. And so what they're doing is they're commemorating the First World War, but they're actually harking back to this earlier history, the building of the wall. And what they refer to in the plaque, which became more contentious over time, was they refer to friendly Māoris, and these were Māori who we know were um, uh, recruited and trained to actually construct the wall. Hmm. Um, so we don't entirely know uh, where these workers might have come from. They were probably Ngāti Whātua, given that Ngāti Whātua were really supportive of the kind of growing colonial governments that invited Governor Hobson to establish the capital of Auckland in uh, Tamaki Makoto. So there's probable connections there. Um, so the plaque kind of commemorates them as... as friendly Māoris and then they do that by referring then back to another kind of moment of contentious history of conflict which mm. is the the outbreak of the northern war so in 1845 um, and the burning of Kororaraka which kind of kicks off the northern war the first of the kind of military conflicts that we call the New Zealand wars so it's a very sort of dense layered plaque um, to add another layer in 1983 uh, there's a whole series of protests being organised on campus by different Māori activist groups. Um, Nā Tamatoa famously organised a protest at the plaque. Um, Hitoa are active on campus, basically contesting kind of racist representations of Māori yeah. by Pākehā groups. Uh, somebody, I don't know who, I'd love to, to meet them maybe if they're <laughs> listening. Um, uh, or if it's somebody you know, maybe take a, takes a sledgehammer. <laughs> Anonymous <hammer>. text. <laughs> <laughs> the text line is open. Um, it takes a sledgehammer to the park, um, and specifically that phrasing of friendly Māoris. Yeah, yeah. So it's a very contentious moment. Um, the University of Auckland uh, with the um, Heritage Places New Zealand, which they sort of co-managed the, the wall in the 1980s. They, out of sort of sensitivity, but also kind of preservation, they decide let's take the park down. In theory, it was supposed to go to Auckland Museum. It actually disappears. Nobody knew what happened to it <laughs> until now. So I love the idea of you just sort of lose a giant plaque somewhere along the way. Uh, so it has reappeared, which is really interesting. And then I guess now you've got this issue of what do you do with um, something that has this contentious history that people still feel very strongly about and that tells a story through all of these different relationships to um, the way we think about who we are mm -hmm. as a city and as a country. It's a fascinating thing. Rowan, we could keep talking about this all day, but we haven't got any more time, unfortunately. But where is the plaque at at the moment? So it was discovered at the Old Coral Hall, and I, which was quite is very close to the barrack wall so actually I think what happened probably was that some just put it in a room and yeah it was like a really heavy it. park and they were like let's just take it to the nearest place and they just left it there and everyone forgot about it and moved on it may have been partly reflecting the fact that it was this very contentious thing totally and maybe we needed 40 years to, for it to sit in a cupboard for us to kind of work through to be in a different place and that maybe that's really the appropriate kind of function of commemoration so mm. this commemorative plaques can be reinterpreted re-presented Ho I'm hoping it'll end up at Auckland Museum and in their collection um, and maybe can be the subject of some display and reinterpretation and sort of interrogation again yeah. um, for future Auckland generations. Oh, how fascinating. Well, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Rowan Light, for coming in. Uh, remind us of the name of your book that's out via BWB. Why Memory Matters. 
in all good bookstores. Stick it in your Christmas uh, present list. Why not? Thanks for coming in. Have a lovely Christmas break yourself, and we will see you soon. Thanks, Rachel. That was Ready, Steady, Learn. Thanks to the University of Auckland, the best university. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.